ऑडियो हॉप पॉडकास्ट हेलो एंड थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन टू एन अनदर एक्साइटिंग एपिसोड ऑफ द मगेन बकेट पॉडकास्ट टुडे गाइज आई एम गोन इंट्रोड्यूस यू टू माई गेस्ट थ्रू अ स्टोरी सो डोंट गेट एक्साइटेड हियर इट इज इन अ रेनी मंथ ऑफ ऑक्टोबर जस्ट आउट ऑफ शेयर क्यूरियोसिटी आई वेंट टू इंडियन फिल्म प्रोजेक्ट इवेंट इन मुंबई एंड एज यू नो द फेट वुड टेक मी आई अटेंडेड अ सेशन कंडक्टेड बाय अ पर्सन इट वॉज समथिंग टू डू विथ क्रिएटिव वेज ऑफ यूजिंग लाइट and it kind of intrigued me he gave a swift demonstration of how a scary funny movie scene uh you know when you set up how would it feel and what are the light effects you know it was amazing and uh, he is also known for his youtube channel called pixel village i'm very sure you must be knowing him also and he's none other than radhakrishnan chakyat thank you so much for coming on the show sir thank you piyush uh, for having me thank you so uh, you know I see a lot of videos going under that brand Pixel Village. So what is it that you're doing currently? Well, uh we are in the process of uh setting up. We in fact we've already done it. Mm-hmm. Um India's uh probably the first online photography education portal. Uh-huh. That's the original idea. We already have a website called uh, pixelvillage.com. So photography is a very popular uh Uh, profession and mm-hmm. uh, hobby when you want to learn photography you would go to someone whom you would look up to or you at least trust correct so we spend a lot of time though i've been a commercial photographer for a very long time like probably yeah about 20 years because i was a commercial photographer not many people knew you as radha krishnan they may have seen the pictures that you've created mm-hmm. but they have they had no way of knowing who shot those pictures unless you are seriously interested in finding out who shot those pictures right right and those informations are not very easily available very unlike editorial photography or photojournalistic kind of photography or wildlife for that matter so the the objective initially uh, was to create that trust factor among the whole photography fraternity uh, so we we created a youtube channel under the name pixel village yeah and it took us about 8 uh, months to even gather the courage to record our first uh video can understand completely you know and yeah. uh, subsequently we got some traction uh, and uh, now well we are at where we are now more than 5 lakh subscribers no, right uh, a small correction we are at 6 lakh 36000 wow. subscribers now currently probably one of the most subscribed uh, photography channel in the country and uh, in a year back we launched our uh, you know website mm-hmm. primarily for photography online photography education so that's that's what we are doing now we're doing too many things uh, we are doing uh, uh, the videos for youtube channel and we're also creating content uh, photography learning content for our website okay so that's what okay we okay. are into now i mean wonderful but that said where did the name pixel village come from can you shed some light flesh it out how yes. did it happen in fact i been toying with the idea of starting a an online education portal for a very long time mm-hmm. uh well i had my own doubts it took a lot of time for me to finally convince myself even to talk to others about uh, you know the whole concept so you know when you are in doubt 
there is this thing you know you need to keep talking to as many people as possible but like yeah. i said i took time to even start talking to people so i went up went out and spoke to about five people whose opinion or uh, feedback i value so one was my boss my guru rafiq elias mm-hmm. and my original name was village okay. okay so that's what i wanted to call it the village but he said look since it is online uh it would be only appropriate you add a digital dimension to the name and why don't you add, call it a pixel village instead okay. of just a village okay. so i instantly said yes of course because he himself wanted to start something like that way back uh when you know things were moving digitally he wanted to start an a creative workshop in that name so yeah so we, he very gladly allowed me to use that name so okay. hence pixel village the rest is history you have we are still not made history okay. we are still okay. you know trying to do what we are hopefully one day yeah <laughs> okay so uh, radha i have to ask you this yes. uh, you know in india uh, it is said that whenever someone's born you yes. know they actually are born with some cricket know how and the cinema is in their dna what was it like for you while you were growing up well both uh because i'm from a place called tripunitura mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, which is a part which is very close to cochin and tripunitura i i believe i have a lot of friends who believe that tripunitura is the center of the world okay and uh, everything originated from there uh, well that's you know put it in a very light hearted way but kochi uh, was and, and tripunitura in particular was the base of the cochin royal family and in those days uh any anywhere there is a royal family or a wealthy settlement then of course as an ancillary product you will have uh, art uh, sports uh, various other activities flourish around that region because of the patronage of the of the wealthy man so here it was the uh, cochin royal family mm-hmm. and uh, i i was fortunate enough to have born there and i had lots of friends from the royal family uh, by the way the first limited over now this is a recorded uh, history uh-huh the first limited over cricket in the world okay. was played in tripunitra what are you saying yes it is wow okay it is known as puja knockout puja knockout puja knockout uh, because it used to happen it still happens okay uh, during the puja navratri the puja ah, puja okay. time okay. and okay. it used to be a 50 over match so this started way back and uh, i actually have met the person who came up with this idea and started okay. the whole movement so tripunitra had an oval ground it's called the palace oval mm-hmm. uh, the the royals used to play there and uh, subsequently after the independence and um, you know all that you know all the all those things that happened subsequently um, everyone could go to and become a member of that club and play there mm-hmm. uh, i have played in, on on that ground uh, my mother was an avid uh, movie goer I, my mother was actually an honorary member of uh, the, the the cinema halls in fact she would get the first ticket things were very different right, in those right, days so right. the the man would walk with the tickets in a, in a, in a small dabba Uh-huh. and to the to the box office okay and my mother will get the first ticket as he walks on to that amazing uh, yeah yeah so so yeah you guessed right so there was cricket and there was uh, cinema so you were no exception 
uh, yeah i would say but both have reduced currently uh, i've played cricket till b, b division league mm-hmm. uh, and the cinema of course i've seen i used to see a lot of cinema but not any longer okay yeah. okay you know that said i read somewhere you know very interesting thing uh so you know talking about sneaking time to borrow camera and take photographs when uh, and how did you kind of get your first camera huh. guess it was a second hand pentax yeah that's the I'm one which i correctly. bought with my money okay. okay okay before that i i i got my first camera as a gift from my father mm-hmm. okay. my parents were separated and uh, yeah so that's another story but uh, my father uh, gifted me with my first aim and shoot compact camera it was a canon mm-hmm. uh, camera way back in 81 oh and okay. obviously i did not like a compact camera mm-hmm. and i got uh, you know a kind of a complex saying that yeah though i liked the camera um, i had shot with few other cameras which my friend friends parents had and all that so i knew that this is not the camera that i wanted but that's a camera that i got and i continued shooting with it but somewhere along the way a friend of mine uh no before that uh, i came in 81 mm-hmm. i came to mumbai mm-hmm. it was bombay then okay uh, yeah. yeah for my cousin sister's wedding and i shot with that camera and uh, then i after that everyone liked that image um, so another cousin brother who was getting married in uh, chennai okay um, he called me i said you come and take my pictures too so i went there and uh, there was a place called burma bazaar in uh, chennai burma burma bazaar okay now burma bazaar is a place where you can actually um that's a place where you you can in those days you could buy foreign stuff ah, most okay. of it most of it is smuggled through okay. grey channels okay <laughs> so i went and exchanged my camera okay for a russian camera a zenith Ah so I gave this and took that camera in return and I kind of created a story and told my father when I met him later that you know I just kind of gave him a kind of a loose story so <laughs> okay. I started actually with the Zenith okay and uh, subsequently with a borrowed uh, Yashica FX3 uh, from a friend's father and then you know I gathered some money and bought yes the pentax, pentax the mx okay it was a pentax mx uh from someone who had that camera i mean that was a very vivid explanation you could remember it so <laughs> oh yeah well. i remember how i went <laughs> to that man's house right, where right. i sat and how he took it out from the bag i very vividly remember that okay. nice nice yeah. so uh, you know being a photographer yes. uh, you definitely must observe the rarity in you know things that others tend to miss So my question here is or you know I would like to understand uh, what according to you is invisible but you wish people could see So since we're talking about still photography um a photographer try to tell you a story in a single frame mm-hmm. or a group of pictures right it has for some reason has reduced to showcasing your technical excellence right rather than trying to tell a story it's about the lens that you used and the camera that you chose and the aperture that you worked with and the photoshop filter that you used and all that nothing wrong with it 
but uh, i would encourage or i would uh, ask people to actually see that story in your head and see how you can translate into a visual so people need to tell more stories they should see a story rather than you know focusing mo- more on the technical aspect that's what you mean right correct otherwise the is a story is will is what will linger in your head if if an image is technically like a perfect image it will also stay in your head but i think that long lasting value uh, i think i think the story will have that right. long lasting value right right uh you know let's loosen up a bit now what i'm going to do is i'll take five all time hit hollywood movies okay? okay uh you have to name an indian cinematographer okay. or a director okay who can make justice to these movies if they were remade okay in in the current time or in india a- in india okay. you know any cinematographer director okay so the first movie is the shawshank redemption uh shawshank redemption to me uh someone like binod pradhan okay okay would be an amazing person okay. to do that the so first movie that i saw done by him was parinda okay the godfather wow uh the first thing that comes to you is that uh, amazing lighting, lighting. you right. know the man sitting across the table and without saying a word you could understand the personality right. or the story that you're going to be talking about right to a great extent you can also you can also expect almost expect what is going to happen there right so from that uh, i will i'll definitely uh, say uh, uh, k u mohanan k u mohanan he is the man because okay. he's actually done the dawn in india ah uh, okay and uh, he's the man who will do, do justice it to that probably better forest gump forest gump mitesh uh, mirchandani i mean nirja was amazing right right so, we all loved it yeah and the last one and also my personal favorite scent of a woman uh, santosh shivan great choice I, i think i think he will he will actually do it very well because it's right up his alley okay so since we are talking about women sure. uh how did you find yours how did i find yeah oh well you're talking about uh, your wife yeah my wife of course of course yes. yeah woman. exactly <laughs> i grew up in a very uh, orthodox conventional you know family right. background right. my neighborhoods were like that my friends were like that and as a very naturally i also Uh, found through a matchmaker okay we went and matched horoscopes uh-huh. and uh, married kitne uh, gun milte the do you remember yeah all the sevens seven no yeah. there are 36 right well this man then probably was cheating <laughs> me so he said uh, which i know now because i don't think she will agree to any of those statements if she was around okay uh, because she keeps saying saying about it but there are some seven major gunas ah, they okay. uh, matched, matched. so apparently all, all seven of them matched yeah okay so, <laughs> right yeah, i mean okay. yeah coming back so uh, you know uh, while i was looking at your workshop that was the first time i'll be very honest with you that sure. was the first time i kind of got introduced to your work so you know uh, i have to ask you this you know you worked so much you worked extensively with major brands uh, and people over the years uh how was your initial kind of experience or you know your initial years when you were in mumbai i i was a chemistry student okay and i dropped out of my final year chemistry came to mumbai mm-hmm. uh, also to, in fact i came to mumbai to take uh, some pictures during a wedding of mm-hmm. one of our neighbors who act he, he was actually in a way was very keen that i 
take one direction and stay with it he was a well wisher mm-hmm. very senior man he was a doctor okay. he's incidentally also my uh, neighbor and my friend's father okay but very affluent man he was so he brought me to mumbai to, to, to do photography for his nephew's uh, wedding okay and i stayed on mm-hmm. so that's what happened in 80 1988 and uh, the only objective was to stay with a photographer become an apprentice to a you know non photographer i had few names shortlisted that was the idea to stay learn because i had spent two one year you know doing nothing then i had uh, dropped out of college then rejoined college so i ha- i was already 24 by then tough times yeah. you might say yeah well i don't i don't look at them as tough i think i have this very selective memory i don't i don't remember anything bad that happened to me okay so i i don't look at it as tough it was it had to happen in a certain way it happened right. and i went through it fortunately it did not have any adverse effect in me right if at all if it has done anything to me it was only encouraged me to go out and do what you wanted to do till 95 i was an apprentice from 95 to 2000 i tried to do things on my own never worked out but i had a kind of a mere hand to mouth existence and uh, uh it it took me 11 years to do my first professional assignment okay i mean from the time that you started and you know to the time you're doing it now you know there is a lot of difference nowadays almost everyone has cell phones uh-huh. and everyone has become a photographer self proclaimed yes. photographer how do you see this in terms of you know photography was very different in early days and like you said or even right. now how we see it it has changed right. how do you look at these things now i look at it as a very uh, good positive development so i have lots of friends who look at it differently there are lots of photographers uh, friends of mine who kind of uh, curse the current uh, scenario saying that uh, things have gone down the drain and uh, mm-hmm. it's not how it used obviously it is not how it used to be um, the fees have uh, shrunken uh, projects are far and few but i am looking at it very differently so very many years back i happened to listen to uh a very senior advertising guy speaking during one advertising occasion an award ceremony he was talking about why japanese are very good in their vision in fact if you look at japanese art they are very different from the rest of the world okay so they say that calligraphy is compulsory for a for a japanese mm-hmm. so from right from the age they start writing they are taught calligraphy okay in in the homes and it's a ritual it's, it's like a ritual yeah so by the time that boy or a girl is let's say 10 standard he is got highly developed visuals and graphic uh, abilities that's probably is reason why that country produces things what they produce right. because their visual the capabilities are very different because they are practiced from very very small age right cut to your current scenario yeah if everyone is doing photography now everyone like you said everyone is a self self proclaimed photographer, photographer. Yeah. good i mean then everyone is trying to develop his visual abilities correct by reading listening watching and doing practicing photography you're trying to better your abilities right so you have more competition you will have a better photography 
you'll have better photographers it's tougher for a newer photographer to break in and become so you need to be really good to uh-huh. become a good photographer these days right uh, so it is good so if i want to rest on my so, so to speak laurels and say look maine ye kiya tha wo kiya tha agar you will sit there very comfortably and the other guy will walk past you yeah so uh, i i see it as a very very encouraging scenario yeah i mean uh, just to add to what you said i also saw some of your videos where you also encourage mobile photography there are some videos i guess yeah we have a series called yeah. uh, shoot like a pro yeah. in fact i was uh, abused for even giving that uh, name shoot like a pro is it oh lots of people if you read the comments i've kept it exactly like that i've not deleted them the whole idea was to encourage a right, mobile right. photographer to shoot and improve his skills right. and give them some kind of a confidence and also tell him that you can do with 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 a little bit of effort you can shoot well and mm-hmm. you will at one if you start shooting well you will develop confidence right. and you will want to eventually graduate buy a better equipment do better photography and maybe end up as a photographer right right you know right and i mean see uh, talking about technology you have kind of embraced it really well uh, and while i was going through your facebook i read one of your post which said uh, technology is the biggest enabler options are not much adapt or perish and do yeah. you ever wish to walk away from technology i mean that's oh, the yeah. second part of the question <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you are a professional these days mm-hmm. that's the only way okay I mean I have many examples that I can quote when photography was shifting from film to digital uh it happened in India it happened in the early 2000s I was probably one of the first photographers to shift to uh you know digital thanks to my various associations that I had at that time mm-hmm. many photographers stayed back with film saying that this is the ultimate and this is the tried and tested one and digital is 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 momentary and it'll go away and all that same thing happened uh, with uh, desktop publishing you know a lot of mm-hmm. my art director friends who used to cut and paste and create a physical artwork refused to get into digital. take to digital you know desktop publishing so all those you know page making softwares were getting popular at that time in the early 1990s mm-hmm. all those people who did not embrace computer on during the, those days actually lost their jobs okay mm. lots of spray painting artists who did not uh, embrace computer yeah. and you know learn photoshop they 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 had to retire they they were forcefully you know had to kind of leave their job uh, same thing with photography so when it when you talk about profession yes technology is the biggest enabler lots of changes are are happening on a day to day basis if you don't embrace it you will perish but if you want to really be a free person if you can afford it the two people yeah the wealthiest man and probably the poorest man in the world only two people can afford to ignore technology walk away from technology very well said very well put rather yeah. uh so now you know we are coming back to your family again uh in your times they must have been very reserved and i also read about this and you must have had tough time following your passion uh so but you know we all have learned so much from our parents they play such an important role in right. you know each one of Correct. our lives what is that single most important uh, 
memory and their teaching that has stayed with you till date so i i, I told you i mean i'm a product of a broken family uh-huh. so i i grew up with my mother and uh, she did not have too many opinions of her own except that whatever that you doing do it well mm. and nor she had the power because she was dependent on my uncles okay to even you know to to even tell you what i should be doing i know exactly what you're saying fortunately that worked for me because i could pursue what i wanted to okay i, I dropped out of college she did not say anything i came to bombay she did not say anything for many years uh, she didn't even know what i was doing except that i was doing something related to photography okay so in a way i was a little lucky yeah i guess then in just to put it in perspective she gave you your space and that has stayed with you she gave you your freedom to choose she had no other choice i mean she didn't want right. to she knew that she was also in a helpless situation though my father wanted me to become a doctor okay it's good that you did not become it's, a doctor it's, now uh, people love you i've seen that love when i was in uh, in mumbai Thank you very much. So, you know, uh, there was a statement on your website. Uh, you said something like this. The rumor is that you paid some art directors to go to the photographers and leave <laughs> him in peace. What was this all about? I couldn't understand. <laughs> no, no. That 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 small bit of bio was written by a very very close friend. Exactly. But when I, I say a very that. close friend, he's is as old as my mother. Ah, okay. okay. He's a doctor, okay. Dr. Grover. Mm-hmm. He wrote that uh, for me. well i used to politely refuse liquor campaigns mm-hmm. um and fairness cream okay. campaigns okay. so i when i was narrating that to my doctor friend uh, he found another way of putting that across to people hence okay. he wrote that <laughs> okay. line okay yeah. okay so like i was saying you know you're doing something which is loved by so many people and uh, so many people now are following you they want to do something in the field which you have kind of not mastered but are kind of trying to do that in some or the other way uh usually you know when people start following you they just want a sneak peek in your life you know so let's get to know you better in that sense how is it that you unwind thank you for saying so kind many words. nice kind words yeah, yeah. yeah. but I, i i could not have done it alone so mm-hmm. i have a bunch of young guys mm-hmm. in the studio you know it's a collective uh, right. effort right okay so i am only the front man mm-hmm. okay but without them this will not be possible and yeah so that's it's a, it's a collective so one effort. team kind of yeah absolutely yeah. it's such a nice gesture because people usually absolutely. do forget no, when they believe that it's right. not just that i right. i do it because you know that's politically right no i you really I, believe I, i believe in that yeah so uh, you know coming back uh, like i was saying you know a lot of people do follow you and uh, you know when they start following you people want a bite of you in some or the other way so what is it that you know uh, you do to kind of unwind you know what is your leisure activity what is watch it watch youtube uh that's it <laughs> so so see there is there is this old saying right if you if you do what you like you will never work a day in your life right. so i that's what i've been doing ever since i started i never but still if you are kind of you know kind of lying down home or wherever uh, what do you actually do to unwind there is no single thing that i would uh, one is sleeping okay uh, second uh, movies i like documentaries so a lot tons of uh, 
documentaries on netflix i have a few you know dvd collections uh-huh. so these are the things uh, other okay. than that there is no other pastime okay okay so now while i was saying you know let's get to know you better let's actually get to know you better so what i'll do is now uh, i'll say a few things and you have to tell us your preferences books or music music recommend a title credence clearwater revival there's a band called ccd okay so it's a ccr credence clearwater revival they have a uh, song called uh, have you ever seen the rain okay uh laundry or dishes worst chore well actually i like both I and mean, that's uh, I, surprising it's not worst it's it's i really like them i mean i mean it it's it's meditative both are meditative i mean i'm surprised because like i was saying you know i also interviewed sonali kulkarni she said the same thing because this particular question i had asked her and i was taken aback what is so meditative and what is so good about washing oh, it or... is it is okay yeah. okay i first noticed by the way i i i mean i also had the other feeling you know it's yeah. just boring and whatever till in 1994 i visited osho ashram okay okay in osho's ashram everything is meditation uh-huh so we went to a place when they were washing utensils and says uh, uh washing meditation and that's when it stuck oh okay okay so ever since i i started considering these things as meditation the sense if you do it with complete you know in focus, focus it actually becomes meditation this is a tricky one sure. canon or nikon more reliable i've been a nikon user for a very long time okay okay we okay. still have tons of nikon stuff in the studio i i even was a nikon ambassador for a very long time oh okay okay, okay. and uh, when we started youtube we decided not to get attached to any label right, right. you know even if i say something good about uh, genuinely good about uh, the brand that i am associated with they'll so be considered say, yeah. as a you know kind of a paisa diya hai yeah paisa liya hai <laughs> so um now thanks to pixel village we don't compare products okay uh, everything has its own advantages and disadvantages and we maintain it we only tell them what our likes are and what we would like. we don't call it the drawbacks we say we would like to see this improved mm-hmm. this is what we will say mm-hmm. because here is a 100 year old uh, camera company and right. here is somebody who doesn't even have 100 days of experience in photography right i it gives me no right to kind of you know tell what they are doing is right or wrong i can i can i can actually look at it and give my feedback on what i liked and what it needs according to me an improvement right i can't say this is wrong yeah technically i mean at least it doesn't suit my belief system maybe okay. i can be wrong i mean i'm saying okay there are i mean if you look at youtube youtube space it's flooded with uh, such all kinds of yeah. uh, you yeah. know opinions yeah so sandal or chappal more comfort sandals of course santoor or lux bathing preference uh, actually not Uh, any of those <laughs> but still given a choice a given a cho- none i like i said i i i like uh, uh, <laughs> mysore sandal yes okay uh before we go to the magen bucket question uh, you know there's one last question what would have you done differently or what would you be in a parallel universe if you had not taken up photography 
I think I would have made a good doctor if I was if I had Why do you say so? No, I'll tell you what what are we doing now? We are prescribing stuff to people, right? Ah, okay, nice way of looking at it. Yeah. Uh, I don't have too many regrets in life, but there if at all if there is one uh, which is it's that in 1993 I had an opportunity to become a full-time cinematographer because a, a great cinematographer of that time uh, Vikas Shivaraman agreed to take me as an assistant. at uh, 1994 in fact by then i had already married and he was not paying me any fee i could, i could just go and hang around but right. though that's the way many people became Start. cinematographers yeah. i could not have done it because i was making a small i was taking home a small salary i had a family to support so i did not take that up if i had i probably i think i would have become a reasonably good cinematographer okay so you know you've come a long way there must have been a lot of ups and downs and you know you've seen so much uh, what was your magen bucket moment you know what was that trigger point which you think you know is responsible for you sitting here today okay so it's very simple um, i was a reasonably uh, if i can say successful commercial photographer i could have continued to do what i was doing I was a commercial photographer the reason why I'm using it in past tense is that I don't really do commercial work anymore so till 2016 I used to do commercial photography but you know when you, if you continue to become a commercial continue to stay as a commercial photographer your wife and your uh, son will be very happy because right. you know you're earning earning reasonably yeah. well but uh, I became a commercial photographer because lots of people helped me and also they shared their understanding of photography with me i could not have gone to a school uh, to learn photography and then become a commercial photographer or a photographer for that matter so because my understanding or whatever little i know is because of their kindness mm-hmm. that gives me no right to hold on to that in that 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 understanding or knowledge and make uh, use it only for myself right hence i we decided to kind of share it as much as possible i'm sitting here because of that belief when was that kind of when did the trigger happen so that happened in 2012 wow. during one of nikon workshops this boy from trichur came up and said this to me saying that humko koi kuch batata nahi hai oh and that kind of turned the tide in your head and here we are it did not it was not I mean, a, it, it started there yeah it it was a triggering point right right i never thought that we will have a youtube channel exactly and, you know though youtube was very much a reality in 2012 we never thought but okay here, here we, we are, are. right yeah. i mean that was absolutely nice uh, one last question before i take your leave sure. it's been a lot of information we have kind of seen a lot of things in the past how you are and thank you so much for sharing that with us and our listeners because i'm sure a lot of people who follow you are going to you know know you much better uh, in the sense what you are as a person so one final question is our last section of the show maybe prime minister and uh, <laughs> you have to tell us one thing uh-huh. what you would like to change apart from what you're doing okay. currently if you are chosen as the prime minister of india <laughs> <laughs> well very difficult it's a it's it's a it's a very tough job okay yeah uh, because i was in in a couple of housing societies where i lived i was a secretary ah uh. 
and i know how difficult it is even to push a small very important and it that that urgency and the relevance of that though it was visible there was still people were opposing you just because they want to oppose so if it is difficult for a a secretary of a cooperative housing society i want to imagine how difficult it must be there for uh, for a minister to be there i don't think i'll ever want to be that for sure even in my imagination okay okay but for time immemorial we were ruled by people by denying knowledge or denying information and inflicting fear in you okay this is how the world has been ruled from time immemorial take the best in the world yeah. they've been using this right i wish i can tell the truth ah uh, you would like to change that i wish okay okay that's very well put that's a very nice thought and i'm sure some of the other day through your work you would and you will rather get that change and thank you so much for you know giving your time it was wonderful lovely talking to you uh thank you so much once again thank you very much uh, it was a pleasure thank you and to all our listeners until next time keep listening love you all bye for now bye <laughs>